Hey, listen up, everybody. Scotty's World is next. Jackpot. Here's to good friends. Hmm. Sort of an oaky afterbirth. Great Scott! How about... No, Scott. I'm not superstitious, but... I'm... I am a little stitious. Hey, mister, guess what I have for breakfast? What? Beans! <laughs> Scotty likes beans, don't you, Scotty? Great Scott! And welcome back, everybody. This is Paige's world instead of Scotty's world, where today we are going to do the flip side and interview Scott Balser. Hello. Hi. What's that smile on your face for? <laughs> because this what is was a that? Hi. This is a serious interview. I've got my serious face on today. Well, for any of you that have been a part of the podcast... For the 57 people that have been a part of the podcast... We... Scott has you select your drink of choice, but since we're on Paige's World, we have opened a bottle of red wine, where that is the drink of choice tonight, because Scott has to try to be... Ooh, try to be classy. Oh, someone's got the jitters! <laughs> oh, man, already dropping your phone! I, I've got the red wine, but I still have backup beer because I know it's not going to be enough. So now that you've just started trying wine, what is your favorite? Um, I really like rosé. I've, I've told you this. I, when it comes to wine, I didn't get into wine until I started dating you. I shouldn't even say started dating you. It was fairly what maybe a year probably maybe a year and a half maybe two maybe even three into our relationship I mean we have been dating for six years so at three years really isn't a lot and I never really drank wine I don't mind it mind it but like at the time I would be like yeah Give me a fucking beer. Let's start slamming those. You're not allowed to swear on my podcast. I sure I can because it's still going to be titled Scotty's World at the end of the night. So, what was your first wine that you tried? Like, when do you remember uh, having a wine from the church? <laughs> when, but like, what made you all of a sudden realize that you were okay with wine? Um, I guess when I finally realized that it didn't tastes like shit to me anymore i don't know <laughs> i guess you know what i'm saying like it's it'd be like, like craft, beer but it's yeah it's just like craft beer or any type of beer it's there's right. so many selections right right and that's what i'm getting at is that like even with craft beer like when <laughs> like when kevin and i start, first started drinking craft beer mm-hmm. i thought it tasted like piss like not like not saying I know what piss tastes like, you know, I, I definitely don't, or do I? But um, I, I thought it was horrible at first. I hated IPAs. I thought IPAs were one of the most disgusting created drinks really? on this. Oh, yeah. It tasted like booty juice. Oh, I thought it was delicious the first You're, time I tried No, it. see, that's not true at all. I didn't like, I don't like Miller. I don't like Bud Light. Uh, you like Bud Light. You were the one that would always argue with me in our first if, year. You were no. like, oh, Bud over Miller. You're yeah. a nerd. Because if we would go to parties and I would have to have a beer. I no would... one forced you to have a beer. You could have gotten whatever you wanted for the party and drank that. Yeah. Nine out of ten times, I was drinking vodka at parties oh, versus you are having just to have beer. So hardcore! I know. Like everyone was probably like, "Oh my god, it's the vodka girl again." I know. They call her Vage. Vodka page. Vodka page. Vage. Vage. That'd be like I gave. For some reason, I don't. That'd like be that. like I gave Bam Bam a new nickname the other night because his nickname's Cheetah. Yeah. And he had a flamingo sleeve on, and I. Call, I called him Cheatingo. <laughs> Christian Bam Bam, I'm sorry. So his new nickname for me is Cheatingo. Uh, but then I realized like after a second it didn't hit as good as I wanted it to. But then it was kind of funny because I embarrassed myself. So, no, uh, with wine, going back to the original question, mm-hmm. finally, like, I guess it's an acquired taste, just like IPAs, Craft beer in general, not just IPAs, are an acquired taste. Like, 
I'm sure even Trev could mention this on when, when his episode appears eventually that I think even he's had to grow into like different beers and different drinks over time. And with wine, I also prefer my drinks cold. So when it comes to like red, white, what, what's rosé considered? Is that considered white? It depends on the grape. Okay, so let's just say it's considered white in my book. I. But it depends on the grape. Okay. Again, like I but just you can have literally a Pinot said. Noir grape that is a rosé. Like I just said, let's let's pretend we're reading my book, okay? okay? And my book says it's a white wine. So forget the grapes and all that BS. I'm going to say it's a white. I would prefer white over red in that case because I like the taste rosé. I think it's sweet. I think it's delicious, but I also like it cold. Don't get me wrong. Don't mind drinking red. Think it's fine. It's good. But and some people be like, "Well, you can drink red cold." Yeah. What if I chilled red wine? I'd, I'd be fine with that. You would drink it chilled. I, I would drink it chilled in a heartbeat. But I mean, you could just put it in the fridge. Just put it in the fridge and make it cold, and I'd be fine with that. I don't. Ha- I'm not saying like yeah. chilled as in it has to be on ice. I just prefer it cold. So when it comes to Rosé, mm-hmm. I enjoy it because it's cold and it's sweet and it's refreshing in my book. It's so a good summer drink. Oh, absolutely. And excuse my sniffles. I've been going through hell with these allergies. Um, you you can confirm that because these are the season changing allergies. And they are even at work. Like one of the one of my employees, Kathy, was like, "What are you cutting onions over there?" Because I'm. <laughs> Brady, can you start a remix to that? I feel like Brady needs to start a remix to that sniffle. A That'd remix a really to the sniffle? One. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, push it. Push it real good. No, you ruined it. I see I put a sniff beat in there. Oh. So forget it now. It's beat's gone. I gave up on it now. God bless it. Anywho. Anywho. Let's, let's move on. Moving on from wine. Yeah, this is your show. So I'm just looking at it. you have talked about why you started a podcast. And I know that was one of my questions on here. But as you are starting to interview more and more people and open up different opinions, what is like? What have you loved about starting a podcast, and where do you see this going? I I, I see it where it is right now. I mean, nothing's really like more of a hobby. Not to sound like yes, exactly, yeah. Like man, if someone was like, oh my god, we've got to we've got to hire you on and make this a, a full time gig. It technically already is a full time gig. I'm just not getting paid for it. Not saying that I want to be because or you I need should to be. Get- Sponsors. Yeah, I and <laughs> I could do that, but I also like one of the hey mushy mushy mushy. Um, I I could do that, but I also you know one of the things I I really do enjoy about doing the episodes is that I have the option to do those sponsors or not, and I choose not to do them because I don't feel the need to have some sort of advertisement in the middle of my my show. I have been happy with all the recordings. Um, there's That's some what recordings. You. Absolutely, but I'm. This isn't a profession of mine. It's a hobby, so I'm not asking for money. If I well, wanted I to get money out of it, hobby. then yeah. I mean, I guess you could still consider it a hobby if you're getting paid. But yeah. I, like right now, I don't feel the need to. And if I was going to do it, I'd probably put like the sponsorship at the beginning or at the very end. So yeah. it's like. You get to enjoy the episode and then you hear the sponsorship. Because I think it does give you the option of where you want to put it. I just, right now, I don't feel the need to. I'm enjoying myself recording these. And yeah. that's all that matters to me. Whether there's money involved or not. I'm still happy at the end of the day. And I'm appreciative for you, Diana, Gary, my mom, Nina, Drew Jr., the Wenzel brothers, the Stiff brothers, um... Who else have I had on Davis? I'm just kidding, Davis. He's <laughs> better than that, that bastard. Yeah. Language. I, don't tell me what to do. It's my world. It's your show. So, yes, I enjoy doing it because I also feel like I get to dig deeper into friends and family and speak about past memories of not only mine, but yours and 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 the Wenzels and Davis and Stiffs and everyone, everyone. I can I can get to know them on a side that I haven't known them before. And there's so many other people that I already have planned out that I can't wait to have on mm-hmm. in the future. And that's more that I get to learn about others and they can learn about me too. And 
maybe either learn more or just become more disgusted with me. So either way, it's a win-win situation. So I guess this kind of like segues a little bit into speaking about the future. So I love to goal set, talk about the future, know what is going to be ahead of me. And for anybody that wants a quick glimpse, stop yawning. Anyone that wants a quick glimpse into our relationship, Scott hates to talk about the future. Hates it. I could ask him a question like, what do we want to do in two weeks? And Scott would be like, I don't know, it's two weeks from now. Why? Why do you hate talking about that? That'd be like me asking you, why do you feel the need to have to push the future on me? I don't push it on you. Are you shitting me? <laughs> you literally just explained to everyone how you love okay. talking about the future. And I don't push it on you. I just ask you questions. You do. And you get the same answer every time. And then you're like, you know, what the fuck is your problem? I, you know, that's, that's ridiculous that you don't want to talk about it. And then it'd be like, here's a prime example tonight. I'm having fun, enjoying myself before we start recording. And you're like, can you just, you're being very loud right now. And I'm trying to watch my show. But then during one of my movies, you're like, oh my God. So did you see this bracelet on, on, um, Kohl's? I don't even like Kohl's, but I saw it and I really like it. You're talking about the past. That's not a future thing. Well, I'm, I'm discussing how you like to talk about certain things and I like to talk about certain things and the future is not one of them that's on my menu. It's not. I I like living in the exact moment, if you will. That doesn't scare you? No, no, not at all. Because if it did, do you think I'd be sitting here saying I enjoy living in the moment? I don't know. For Why don't you reason. ask the other millions of the other millions of people that probably feel the same way? I'm not saying everyone no, I think does. You're in the 1%. Everyone, you know, I think you're, in the 1%. you're also in the one percent of enjoying the smell of skunk's ass. So you enjoy you, enjoy, you sit there with my Aunt Marge in that one percent. Yeah, it's disgusting. But that it's literally fart piss, it. fart piss that they spray out into the air, and you're like, ah, ah, it smells so good. No, it doesn't. It's not that we think it smells good. It just doesn't impact us the same way it does for you guys. Like when you drive by a farm and you smell manure where it's like, whoa, that is intense. That is disgusting. Plug your nose. Right. When we drive through neighborhoods and all of a sudden you get the skunk smell, it's not like, oh my gosh, everybody shut the windows. Plug your nose. That's disgusting. That's the other 99% of the world. You're part of the 1% where where it's like, open the windows. Let's everyone take a deep breath in and enjoy it. We can tolerate it. We don't say take a deep breath in and enjoy it. Uh, There are people out there that do say take a deep breath and enjoy it. Let's taste it while we're driving through, while we're driving down, down Vale Avenue and we can smell the skunk's fart. Let's everyone inhale. That's you. So again, there's back some to the things. This is my podcast, and there's some things that I would like to keep PG. I don't really think that's past PG, but whatever helps you sleep at Skunk night. Piss. Again, okay. So you want to go into the future discussion here? Like I said, I don't feel the need to have to push the future on myself because, again, like I said, I enjoy living in the moment. Does that mean that I don't look at the future at all? No, not at all. I do, but. I'm not as concerned about it or as interested in, in wanting to know my very next step every single time, whereas you do. So that's something that we are different that, <laughs> about. I don't, no, but I don't think it's I need to know every next step. I just like mm, to have a general yeah, idea. Yeah. No, but like... Yeah, yeah. Future to me isn't like necessarily like this has to happen, but it's something along the lines of in the next five years, I would like to be here. And I, and I understand that. Steps. But again, I've told you this before. Some of your discussion topics are, and I'm not trying to say this mean because you're going to be like, you know, that's my opinion and how I want to say it. Some of the, the, the topics are repetitive. And I feel like, Right. And it, it hasn't worked. So I, I do appreciate the effort in trying, but it's not working. So why bother? That was like when we were laughing. Was that yesterday or today? When you asked me how work was, we talked on the phone immediately after work. Oh, and then literally, I think it was 35 minutes later, you were like, so how was work? Was and that's how I was like, okay, well, I kind of answered that. Like, I 
think, oh man, let me check when that call was. It was about 27 minutes ago, not 35. And you even laughed about it. Because some of the questions you ask are like the question and then you ask it again 20 minutes later. Am I saying that's a bad thing? No. But am I saying I, I didn't answer it properly the first time? There's probably a good chance I'm not going to answer it properly again in 20 minutes. It sounds extremely rude, but I'm just saying that's the way that I am. I'm waiting for your mom and Nina to listen to this and then text you being like, why are you so mean? No, they're going to be like, you go, Scott. Get after her. She's just trying to, she's just trying to mess with your emotions. I can literally see the rage in your forehead right now. No. I'm actually okay. Uh, what? This is going to be a long hour. Oh my God. Tell me about it. I bet we're like, what do you want to guess right now that we're in? What, how many, what do you want to say minutes wise? 13. 13? 13. I'm going to say nine. Let's see. Oh, 15. We're cruising. Are you kidding? This is a quick hour. We're already technically, what, how's the house clock go? A quarter of the way through. Yeah, we're doing great listeners. here. Bring on that next question. I feel like I'm killing it right now on page, pages world. Where mm. wine is my so, choice of drink. It is. I love wine. I know. Wine. I know. I know. Go ahead. I think it's great. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's talk about urban legends. So for any This is listener, the myth question. Yeah, Your myth question. Okay. Any listener out there, one of Scott's favorite movies is Urban Legends. Love it. Love it. And it is all about those... Oh, have you heard that story about that guy that's like sitting in your backseat of your car and you don't notice? So let's talk urban legends. Somebody's in the backseat! <laughs> that's from the movie. What urban legend do you feel as though would really happen in your life? Now, you gotta, you know, explain a little further on the movie because people are probably like, I still don't really understand the but movie. You don't so, have to know the movie. No, well, I'd like to just so people you... understand why I enjoy the movie. Okay. So, and this will lead into one of the other questions, uh, the um, Halloween-related question, I think, to a certain extent. Um, it is a horror movie, mm-hmm. and what happens is a bunch of students that go to the same college are now being killed by a mystery killer who uses urban legends as their deaths. And love that movie. Great movie, mm-hmm. very intense, fun. I love very the, well known, popular. Yes, cast. and one of my favorite ones that, that came out of that movie that I would have never anticipated fifteen years later would be Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto is an extremely talented him. actor, and it's crazy to think he was in that movie. And I I love it even more after already loving it, realizing that he was part of that movie. And like no one thinks the Joker's cute. Like this is a side. Bar, You're talking about Suicide Squad looks, Joker. Yeah, he is so attractive. Yeah. Oh, rock and Bob love his nipples in that movie. Me too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, back to urban so, legends. So, I um, man, one of the one of the urban legends I think I would get caught up in. Well, the good thing is I would not be involved in the dog in the microwave one because Arthur doesn't fit in a microwave, so <laughs> I'm safe with that one. Thank God. I I I'm willing to bet, man. I'm willing to bet I would be the. You know what? That's like Tara Reid gets killed in the movie filming her her radio show. Mm-hmm. Ah, That's so you. but I don't think that would be. Don't you think that would be. No, because I don't have a studio. This is our our home is the studio. Remember that time you left the door open? Well, we can go to that if you want to go down that road. We'll go down that road. And I I think I'd be the simplest one, which would be. Somebody's in the back seat. Okay. Because I would always check my back seat after that movie. Every time, even with a sedan, I would check the you back even seat. Check my back seat. When yeah, I and would walk. You out should of be your thankful for that because I'm saving your life out. from an axe cu- cutting your head off. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be me, and I'd be sitting there, and be like, turn around. Every now and then, I get a little bit, and then wham, axe to the axe to the head, gone, decapitated. At least it's a fast death. Huh? At least it's fast. The one that I think that I would be in is the Achilles. Somebody underneath my car. I always jump into my car pretty much. I have to take wide steps. I'm always so afraid of that one. That's like Kill Bill when she cuts his Achilles and they actually show it in the movie. Mm -hmm. He had it coming for him though. He had it coming for him in that movie. Principal, not necessarily in Urban Legends, but in Kill Bill, he had it coming for him. He was like, my name is Buck and I like to fuck. That's what he says in the movie. So don't look at me. But language, it's part of the movie. I, re- I rehearsed a movie line. 
Um, if you want to go down that road now, so I gave you my Urban Legends answer. This is something that Paige and I dealt with the door? a few days ago. Now, we took the Wait, dog on a walk. Podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, yours. Okay, you know what? Fine. Paige is going to tell the story, and you'll understand why I tell the stories, because they're much more detailed and believable, if you will, and true. So, go ahead. Go tell your tell go ahead. Tell the story. Tell the story. Absolutely. You're a little bit more dramatic. Yeah, tell the story. Than I am. Yeah, tell the story. Go ahead. But Scott and I Stop. <laughs> go, go, Scott go. Scott and I were leaving the house on a weekend in which we were walking the dog. What I have started to really love doing with the dog is not putting him on a leash. I want him to Peter's be like, free. Peter's like, uh-uh, no, no. Peter's like, yes, be free. No. Peter's Power like, no. animals. Peter's like, no. And Scott's not a huge fan of that. So I walked out with the dog while Scott was holding the leash, and he came running after us, not happy that I let Arthur out the door without his leash. Yet he had everything else that he needed in case anything happened. And we were walking down the stairs to go outside. And Scott came charging after us and immediately put the leash on Arthur. Well, we do our walk. We come back inside. What do you know? The door is left open and not unlocked. The door was never fully shut. Who was the last person to exit? It was you. You left the door open. And the best part is you blame me for leaving the door open because I ran out with the dog where you were so, not excited, but you were so urgent to run after us. You left the door open. Right. Is my you turn? Am I good? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now let's get to Scott's side of the story. Pretty much the same story, what you told. Pretty much it is. But first off, you weren't outside with the dog. I caught you guys down the hallway, Going got the leash clipped on. You said, said you were outside. We'll listen to the recording afterwards. And then it you says I was outside. going down the stairs. I was going okay. out. Okay. Again, this is my side now. It's not yours. You got your turn to speak. So what happened was Paige decided to start getting the dog all riled up and run down the hallway. Now, let me remind everyone that does actually listen and and understands. One of the issues we we have had in our building is that, not even in our building in the area, is some people are afraid of Arthur. Now, if you know Arthur, he's afraid of his own shadow, and he loves everyone, he's good with dogs, he's a great, great, great dog. But there are people that think he's a whack job, because when we have him on the leash and we're walking down the street and he sees another dog, he's like, like he's going nuts. Mm -hmm. So what I'm fearful of is that while Paige has the dog running free willy all over the hallway of someone opening their door with their dog and then he runs their place and now we have an even larger issue than we had or before we had an issue. So my thought process is, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? Stop. So I sprinted out of the, out of the place to go get the dog linked up with the leash. Yes. Did I leave the door open? Oh my God. Yes, I did. That's totally my fault, but not fully my fault. You are easily just as responsible for that door being opened or being left open because, no, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I'm not done. Because you decided that all of a sudden you're just going to start walking out of our place with the dog with no leash. You did it again today. And I was like, what are you doing? You're one of those like, people no. that say, that will say he put the gun in my hand, but I was the one that okay, fired it. Okay. You legitimately just stole that from me. I'm the one that has used that on you because one of the biggest things about you is when I call you out on something, you'll be, it's, that is it. You'll be like, no, 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 no. I didn't kill him. He made me kill him. That's your example. It's, Not the gun putting the gun in the hand. No. It's what? similar, but I said, it, 
You're one same. of those people. No. That's sad. You just you, you're trying to win this, and personally, you know who I think would agree with me on this one big time mm-hmm. is Bam Bam Chitingo. Chitingo will will agree let's, with me on this because let's put a he, what did I tell there. you? What did I let's tell you? What my I'll, I'll put a it's not a survey. It's a poll. We'll put a poll out there. Um, that I told you that my aunt Karen said one of the most important commands for a dog is stay. Now, do you think it's the wisest thing to run out the building, which you claimed with your side of the story, you ran out of the building with the dog. Say he runs into the street and gets hit by hit by a car. Now, what do we do? Well, you didn't want to put the leash on. You wanted to sprint outside the, the, the building can't with the dog. Play the audio back and oh, let him know. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, we go, man. I can't said, wait. I walked outside, <laughs> and we are going down the stairs. Oh, man. I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Come on, Pages World. What else you got for me? Lay it on me, Mama. And don't mind me. I'm drinking red wine tonight. What else you got? What, what, what? I want to finish interviewing. Oh, you. Why don't I just talk oh to here we go. <laughs> you don't fucking love me. You said I've got bad morning breath. So as we get ang- angry with one another, pet peeves. Let's talk pet peeves. <sighs> what are some of your pet peeves? Well, I've already discussed one of these. Mm-hmm. And I think you know where this is headed. You don't, you discussed it already on the podcast? Um, yeah, not, yeah, I discussed it on the Wenzel's episode one. on the Chocolate Factory. Bring a but do you know which one I'm talking about? Just bring a different one do, up. But, but I'm asking, do you know which one I'm talking about? No. The Inside Out. Oh, I do, yeah. Oh. Now I know. Oh. But no, we're saving that for Shum Bam Bam, so don't bring that up. No, right no, no, now. that's you fine. Well, I've already one. brought it up before, I'm saying that's definitely one that can be addressed multiple times. Great. One of my other biggest pet peeves with you is the... I've got, I could give you two. Wait, I could give you two. I said pet peeves. I never said pet peeves with me. Oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> oh. Well, they still count as pet peeves, so I, I can give you... Okay, fine. No, I'll give you, you three. No, going. you know what? I've got three solid ones, and two of them are fairly quick. <laughs> two of them, unfortunately, involve you. <laughs> All three technically involve you. So that I would say the, the the dishes not being organized in the dishwasher really pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Almost as much as the inside out clothing, but not not that close. Don't open the dishwasher it's there. tonight. What's that? Don't open the Are dishwasher tonight. Are you fucking kidding me? I, that pisses me off so much. Like, if the silverware was where it is, the way the I set it up. Is. The silverware is. Oh, that's like, fine. It's like the Tupperware. One on thing I'd top. like to get better at is putting the wine glasses on the bottom shelf, not the top. Because the yeah. top, then it has all the soapy water yeah. sitting in it. That's where I put them. Okay, listen. I've been replaced. I've been taking a lot of your glasses off the top shelf and putting them on the bottom. So, no, I've been the one doing that, taking them and putting them on the bottom. So, that's one. Not a big deal because that's a quick fix. Another one would be... uh, (laughs) I told you this one was how you make the bed. The way you make the bed and the pillows are separated and they're like kind of just meh. Like they're, they're just like all over the place. So I feel the need to have to fix it if I see it. But usually I make the bed. Not saying that, like, you never make the bed. You should be making the bed. I I make the bed typically because I'm the last one out. So that one's not a big deal to me. But it, it does annoy me on Saturdays if you make the bed. Um, the third one, and I this was, this has been, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but mouth chewing. <laughs> I, I can't I can't fucking stand open mouth chewing. I hate the sound of it. And there was one night, it was Phil and Lisa's wedding, was when you and I were in the car and we had the really nice Uber driver. We've actually, we've had a very good run with Uber drivers. We've had a very good set of Uber drivers, except for the one guy, actually the same one that same night. Our Uber driver there, super nice. She was from the city, I think you remember, and she's driving us. And you, you had gum, and you were, you were chewing the shit out of that gum, until that gum. I mean, that gum was begging for mercy when you were chewing it. You were like, "Yeah, no, oh my god, we love the the suburbs." And I was like, "Oh my god, that smacking is gonna drive me 
off the wall. But I held it in. And then when we got to the wedding, I was like, you were really killing the gum chewing game on the car right there. Now, going to our Uber driver, I think the one bad Uber driver we've had is the one we had on the way home because he had that heat on 100. He had that heat pumping that night. I mean, I was sweating within two minutes. And on top of that, he he was an old guy, so I think we assumed that he was probably um, a marijuana user in a good, like not in a bad way, but like maybe he needed it for his health, whatever it may be. But it was just pumping very, very large amounts of weed scent when we were in the car. And I was like, man, this this guy, this guy, he knows what he's doing with, with marijuana because I could smell it heavily. It didn't help that the heat was fully blasting into my face and down my shirt to the point where I was like, I had soaked up underwear. Yeah, I thought I pissed myself when we got out of the, ma- out of the van because I... I was sweating so much and I thought I was gonna have heat stroke at the same time. It was so hot. So one recommendation for all you Uber drivers out there, for the love of God, do not blast your heat. And if you're going to, make sure the passengers are okay with it. Hell, even for the AC, even for the AC, make sure they're okay with it before you have it going. I get it, it's your car, but for the love of God, please make sure the passengers are okay with it. Um, You look like you're ready for your next question what do you have no i'm actually fine with the pet peeve conversation i was letting you finish i mean i i I gave my three i gave my three i think my three were enough i i could go on for days with this i think i could but i don't really need i don't (laughs) there's a lot of things that annoy me and it's really mean of me and cruel but it's kind of like if you don't like it then don't be friends with me because it's not going to stop annoying me you deal with my pet peeves. I don't know if, like, so you saying that don't be friends with me, a lot of things annoy me, but yet you're pretty easygoing. I am, but that's also because I'm not very vocal about my pet peeves. Like, I think I'm very good at absorbing them and just dealing with it in my own way, which is not being vocal about it. Like, I'm not going to sit there when you're, like, chewing gum or something and be like, Shut the fuck up! You know I'm no, not going to no, sit that's there. No, that's not true. Any pet peeve I didn't do the me, gum chomping. Right no, I haven't brought up the dishes in a while. I just, what that the was hell was dishwasher. that? Jesus, that scared the hell out of me. Not as much as that cardinal today. Oh my god. <sighs> glad, you, glad you're good. I'm going <laughs> to get upset over that. I'm laughing about the dishwasher noise. It's a <laughs> See. <laughs> so. Since you like to talk more about the past than you do the future, what is a memory that you always look back on that you can't help but just sit there and laugh? Um, you know, I've got two that definitely, one of them always puts me in tears and it was Kevin's Taco Bell story that my mom, I think my mom talked about it in their episode yep. was him asking my, my mom to take us to Taco Bell after she picked us up hammered drunk one night. Um, I think the other one, which... I'll save the story for Trev's episode because I think that's the most necessary to tell is is Trev's side. And I'm sure I'll ask you to come on to that episode, but was 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 when you decided to wake up one morning when we were still living at home and you stayed at my my parents' house oh, one night with no. me and, and you went downstairs to feed the dog and and Trev was taking a dump in the bathroom and the door was wide open right where the dog's bowls are. (laughs) And I won't go into anything further with that. But I'll let Trev tell his portion and your portion on his episode. But that that's definitely one where I'm like, man, that's a that's a that's a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Trev. I think I feel worse for Trev than I do myself. Me, I'm kind of like him, whatever. I, I actually feel more for Trev than you too. so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what would you say is one of your biggest fears? Open water. Why? Oh, I, I don't like open water. I don't like open water. I never have. I never will. It scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. 
I've told you before, don't ever ask me on a cruise because I won't get on. I never will. Do you see uh, it, that cruise that keeps dumping uh, their trash into the water? That's disgusting. What is it, Carnival? I, I think I it's like the know. second time that they've been caught doing that. I don't know, but I, I don't like open water. Um, I really didn't have an issue with it until seeing the movie Open Water. And the, the thought of being stuck in the middle of the ocean legitimately petrifies me. Mm-hmm. It makes me come close to pissing myself because I don't, I just don't like the thought of being stuck in the middle of the ocean. It's, I guess it's that fear of not having ground yeah. below me. Well, people are like, oh, Scott, there's ground below you. It's just a little deeper under the water. It's not it. It's that I like to be able to be standing. If I see land and I'm out in the water, I feel safe. But when I'm, if I'm out in the ocean and it's an open, it, it, there's nothing in plain view sight, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a panic attack. When I saw that girl lose her husband in the movie... And I think there's a scene towards the end where, like, a, a strike of lightning goes off. And you just see all these sharks under her. And I was like, no. 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 I can't watch this anymore. And I finished it. I was very upset with myself for finishing it. But it scared the shit out of me. And Deep Blue Sea. Even though Deep Blue Sea's a fictional movie, I get that. Mm. It still scares me. The yeah. thought of being stuck that far down underwater in some bullshit lab that's trying to make sea creatures more intelligent sharks in general in particular i'm gonna i'm gonna pass heavily on that like if they were to say we'll pay you 50 million a year to go to this laboratory you know leagues under the sea it's it's your job to take i'd be like well i hope you have another person in mind because i'm going to pass immediately without hesitation no question about it i'll keep my job Whatever it would be, over working underwater, not a chance. Really? Absolutely. That's very interesting. It's horrible. It gives me anxiety. That literally, like, out of everything that could possibly happen, open water is your biggest. Fear. I don't like open water, and I think there's a lot of people that would agree with me on. So on what that. if, like, there was a way for you to prevent the death of somebody else, but it was to swim in open water for five minutes? Who's the person? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's true. It could be myself, your mom, your dad, your siblings, people close to you. And what what am I risking? Just going and sitting out in the open water? Yeah. Am I going to survive? Who knows? Um... I mean, I think that just goes to show you just asked if you were going to survive. <laughs> if it was my family, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. For you, I'd be like, eh. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm just kidding. how this podcast is I'm, going, I'm just, I think, I'm so just kidding. I give you a I lot would of do it. I would do it. I would do it knowing I'm going to die. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I would do it. No, I don't even like treading water in a deep end pool. Yeah. I don't. It's... I'm convinced there's going to be a shark that comes through that pool and pulls me under. Yeah. Drowning is a huge fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Open water. Drowning. Mm-hmm. Water. Maybe that's why the dog doesn't like bats. Because I don't like open water. Yeah. So who knows? That's a mystery we'll never know. But sure. That's so <laughs> That's so interesting to me. I don't know why. Like, I don't think I would pick open water as my biggest fear. Well, what's yours? Losing my parents. That's my biggest fear. Jesus, you really took it down a dark path. <laughs> but it is. Sorry. Like, I have Sorry, a lot. I don't want to say man. I have a lot, but I, I have people that I know that have lost parents and they said it's the hardest thing you'll ever have to go through. So I think that's yeah, a that's They probably scary. haven't been in open water, so. <laughs> like, they've never been on a cruise they, before. They probably haven't been miscounted by the scuba diving crew and then left in the middle of the open water. So <laughs> tell them to call me when they get stuck in the middle of the ocean, then we'll talk about what their biggest fear is. But I also don't know if that's because I'm the baby of the family. Where I feel like I have a slightly different relationship with my parents. I mean, heck, I lived with them for four years after college. All my other siblings lived with my parents for... Open the cork! I love that song. So go ahead, keep going. I, I don't know, but I'm saying, like, I don't know if it's because, like... I'm sorry, we gotta get that noise in there. How much more? I mean, okay. 
That's more than enough. I thought you were going to have some. That's a nice some. Yeti. You well, you didn't say stop, so. Here, we'll share this huh? glass for right now, and then you can open your, All right. your other one. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm the baby of the family. I've lived with them for four straight years after college. Everyone else in my family. you lived with them for more than four years. But I'm saying, like, after college is a pretty pivotal moment in your life. I think prior to college, you're just kind of like that angsty type of teenager after college, you start to know who you are. You start to define yourself. You're finding your career. Brooke, I think, lived with them for like one month after college, then moved to Southern Illinois. Dana never really moved home. And then Brian, same, never really moved back home afterwards. Are you trying to say that? I'm the favorite, yes. Oh, here we go again. I am. It's either that you're the favorite or you're just not the favorite and you're trying to preach to be the favorite by staying home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had a great I'm time thinking it's a second living at option. home. Yeah. I think we all now. Now you're you're speaking for your for for everyone. But you even know, if you ask my parents, just yourself, well, we, we had could a great ask time. them at some point. They we might would have wine might, coming home from yeah, from work. Yeah, yeah. We would mm-hmm. watch Housewives. My mm-hmm. dad occasionally on Sundays would have DQ for us. He made us breakfast every morning. I mean, we had a great time together. I never cooked. I just brought my personality. Oh. You just reminded me of something, and I hope I remember it for Chitingo and Krisha's episode. Is it about cooking? Because it is. That's a great one that I will definitely put out there. And you know what? I hope I remember to. Can I have that? Can I have my book? Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I yes, I do write down things. I write down things because I feel it's very important to write things down because there's so much to speak about and so many episodes we could discuss these things mm-hmm. that this is definitely one I would love to discuss at some point. Okay. Put it on. So go ahead. I'm podcast. I'm still here. I'm still here. Um so no, let's move into the five love languages. So a couple of months ago, I made Scott take the five love language quiz in which you are you kind of after answering a variety of questions you find out what is important to you and your top two out of the five love languages that really speak to you. And of the five, you can have words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Do you remember your two? No. I'm not just saying it to be a smart ass either. I don't remember. Like, what would you say your two love languages are? Like, what's important to you? This is boring. Oh, I love you to death. Yes. Okay. Acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation. I'm I'm sure physical touch was one of them because I never stopped bugging you, and then you no, get pissed you. at me. It's what you want. So, like in the relationship, what are you expecting of me? Like, what makes you happy at the end of the day? I, I, I think it was physical touch and words of affirmation. When I think about it, for me. I'm going to have to find that quiz and see because I think you sent me the results. Okay. Yeah, that's good. But never mind. We're not going to go into that part of the podcast. We will go back to the other questions that were pre-selected for you. Um, Let's see. Your love for Halloween. Let's talk about that. So I know we kind of went into it with talking about urban legends, but why is Halloween so important to you? In case you guys are wondering, yes, it's completely written down now and prepared to discuss at some point. Um, I think the Halloween portion came from my dad. Not think, it did. My dad, he's a huge, huge movie lover. Loves his movies. Shows too, just loves, loves the entertainment factor of everything. And one thing that I love about my dad is that he's always got a very, very, very sharp eye or keen, like, like keen eye. Is that? I don't really know. But he's always very, um, he observes these things very well and always has a very good perspective on movies and shows that he watches. Like some of them he doesn't like that I love and that's fine. But for the most part, he's always got great recommendations and he got mainly Nina and I into horror movies. Love them. I think they're very exciting. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like a horror movie, the biggest problem is it's either a hit or a ginormous miss. 
and Halloween was one that he showed us when we were like, I God, I think I had to be seven or eight, maybe. I'd have to ask Nina at some point. But that movie scared the living shit out of me. I was so scared when watching that with Nina that I remember telling my mom, there was the night we watched it, we went upstairs to go get ready for bed and legitimately every light I turned off, I sprinted out of the room to get back into the light thinking that's what would save me mm-hmm. if Michael Myers was behind me. And if Michael Myers had a My, Michael Myers. <laughs> Michael Myers. How would it be? What? What would your death of Michael Myers be? Like how would he come after you? Um man. If Michael Myers got me See you remind me of the kid with like the hockey stick. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. Love it. I'm okay with that. Take a skate to the face. Yeah, that would be you. You know what, though? I feel like that'd be a bit slow of a death. I don't know if that'd be a quick death. I'm not saying that you're going to get a quick death. Oh, wow, I just thanks. said, like, okay. I honestly, I, see, I was thinking I would end up getting what the the kid got in the new uh, the newest one where he's caught in the backyard and he's, happy Halloween, and then the lights keep flashing on and off and he's getting closer and then he puts him right oh, through that yeah. fence. And it's through his dome. I, something tells me that would be my luck, but I don't even know if Michael would be responsible for it. It would probably be me trying to climb the fence, slipping and putting it through my head. Do you think I would survive? No, not you a chance. Don't? I think I'd have a much better chance of surviving I than you. Think so. See, you just okay. You just compared yourself to the kid that is like the dumbest out of all of the Halloween. He was drunk and intoxicated when it happened. So, you know what? Sort of not his fault. It was his friend's fault for getting him intoxicated. He got him killed. Okay. See, for you, you'd be like, let's hide in the closet. And then I'd be like, okay, well, listen, if you're going to hide in the closet, you're not going to get very far because he's just going to break through and he'll no. go mad on you like Jamie Lee Curtis hiding in the closet. I wouldn't hide in the closet. So what would you do then? It depends. Set up the situation. There, there's no situation. You encounter him. What do you there do? Is, but it depends. You obviously Where run. Where am I? Because you got a field. Am I in a house? Am I, like, where am I? You're in a house. Where is he entering in from? You don't know. Okay, wait. You don't just, you don't predict where Michael's coming through. Okay, everyone. So there's about a 90% chance Michael's going to come through the back door. Okay, but set the stage. Where am I? Keep in mind, you're probably thinking 10% side door. Uh Uh-uh. 2% side door. Um, Maybe about 7 front door. And then there's going to be that 1% he's going to climb through a window. So everyone be ready, okay? He's coming through one of the... One I would of the have sp- a panic room. Oh. I'd be in the panic room watching oh. him on all of my TVs. It's extremely unreal. Well, then again, it's not actually extremely unrealistic because that's practically what Jamie Lee Curtis has in the new movie. Spoiler alert. That'd be me. Okay. I'm a tough broad. Give me some credit. Are you kidding? No. Like, when we start wrestling, you're like, I'm in a bruise. You don't understand. I bruise easily. And, and I mean, you... That's a completely different situation. You... What? Yeah. That's so... How does... Okay, well, wait. That's a completely different situation. It has to do with toughness. I'm not falling to my death. I'm not about to die. Oh, he would grab you and cut your throat open faster than you could scream. This is starting to become a little scary. We don't have to talk. Well, we could talk about my biggest fear, open water, but then when I talk about how Michael Myers is going to win in a fight against you, all of a sudden it's scary. You just said he's going to slit my throat. <laughs> that, he's, he usually does that. <laughs> what else do you have? Lay it on me. Let's see. So what do you think is a really big misconception and understanding about yourself? So people meet you for the first misunderstanding? time. Misunderstanding? You said misconception, understanding. Yeah, what's a misconception or... Like, what is something where people, like, misunderstand about you? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, no one's ever really been, no one has really ever been mean to me, which I'm fortunate for. They don't have for. to be mean to you. Well, but I'm saying maybe that would help me understand what they misunderstand about me if they don't like me. It's not like, like, I hope this isn't coming off arrogant. I just don't know. I don't like uh, misunderstand. I think it would be like that. You know what? Here. Okay, listen, listen, listen. I think it would be that people don't understand that I suffer from anxiety. Okay. I don't think a lot of people know that. Do you think it's because you're so outgoing that you feel like um, people won't? Yes, think I, sure. That? Because you're saying it, I'm not saying that I think I'm outgoing, but yes, I sure. That's, you don't think you're outgoing. I I just think it's so arrogant for me to be like, 
I'm so outgoing and okay, funny. Why can't like, you say positive things about yourself? Because I, it's not that. I guess it's not arrogant. I just arrogant, don't like doing okay, it. I don't like talking like, about like my. I have a great body. I'm, I'm the best looking person out there. I, I think I think arrogance would be me saying I think I'm so funny. I think I'm hilarious. Yeah, that's I think arrogance. that'd be arrogant. Yeah, exactly. So that's you speaking can, about your personality. That's, that's speaking about outgoing. Outgoing is somebody that can go up to. I still think that's like to. I think outgoing would like if you're talking about yourself, and you're speaking about outgoing, funny. I think I'm an asshole. Whatever it may be, you're still talking about yourself, which I think can define mm-hmm. to a certain extent as arrogance. But I think outgoing. When you say that, or like if. I were to say, I feel as though I'm outgoing. To me, that makes me feel as though you're somebody that can talk to anyone and that you can strike up various conversations. It's not like you're saying that you're funny. Somebody saying that they're outgoing is that they're comfortable in a wide variety of situations, that they can maneuver through awkward conversations, challenging times, people that they don't like. They can put on that front. And still hold a conversation to be polite. Okay, so I fully agree with that. Completely agree. My only thing with what you're saying is I don't want the one word to explain me or define me. I would rather tell people, listen, I could sit here and have a conversation with you all day. I'd rather say that than say, listen, me, I'm outgoing. That's so interesting. I don't think that's, I, I think that's arrogant. And that's just in my opinion. I think that's extremely arrogant. Am I okay, saying that's, that, am I saying that's the exact answer? No. In my mind it is, but maybe for others, well, guaranteed for others that it isn't. I would rather explain to people who I feel that I am, but not in one word. Okay, so explain to us, who are you? I'm outgoing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm someone that listens very well. I think I have a big mouth, but I think my intentions are always the best for everyone. I've had a lot of issues with people in the past. I have a lot of issues with people today. But that does that mean I'm going to shun them for the rest of my life? No. Are there certain people that I feel that I don't need in my life? Absolutely. Because I'm sure they feel the same way. I think... You could cut people out that quick. Um, okay, well... over time? Relatable. Relatable. We've discussed, and we've discussed this with Drew. Love you, Drew. We've discussed that you can, you and I have had this discussion, and Drew and I have had this discussion. I think he may have talked about this with you too, is that Drew said, do you think you could be friends with, with Paige if you guys were to break up? And you've asked me that too. Mm-hmm. And I've said, personally, am I okay with being friends? Yes, but do I want to be friends? No. Because if we broke up, there was something that's an issue with us. Am I saying it's the worst issue in the world and it's going to destroy everyone? No. But what I'm saying is we separated. It's time for both of us to move on. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe your next boyfriend or my next girlfriend wouldn't be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I think you also have to look at it as not only about yourself but also about them. Because I think that's important. So... Like, I just, no, I, yeah, I, I think, I think I could eliminate people out of my life if I really had to. It sounds very dark and evil, but I'm sure they'd feel mm -hmm. the same way. I feel like in those situations though, like being able to be friends with past significant others, it's not like you're texting them all the time or asking to hang out. Absolutely. But if you run in the same circle of friends or you run into them, I think it's more awkward to avoid than to say hello. I, I agree with that, but I just, I don't know. I, I think the, the whole elimination process thing is like, you've got to look out for yourself. Yeah. My mom, I've told you this a million times, my mom has told you there will be certain times in your life where you have to be selfish. Yeah. I totally Not in a agree. negative way, but you've got to look to out for yourself. yourself. Exactly. So... If I'm going to protect myself, I'm going to protect myself. Especially if I think it's something that you did to hurt me. Yeah. You bet your ass I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to eliminate you immediately. Down the road or you know, if you want to talk or, you know, maybe try to hash things out, I'm all for it. I think I'm a big believer in second chances. I think I am. 
if someone thinks I'm wrong on that, please contact me. I'd love to hear Hi. about it. Oh, no, and there it is. <laughs> hey, but I, I, I just, you know, if I feel that you've fucked with me mm-hmm. and in a negative way, take a hike. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be with you. I don't need to, I don't need to have you in my life because you clearly don't want me in yours too. If you did something or I did something, if I made a mistake, I think I'm pretty apologetic. I think I'm very open to apologizing when I feel like I'm wrong. It's yeah. crazy because I apologize every time we fight, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, you know, about me, I think I'm a very, very large open book yeah. that is good at listening. Okay. Also good at speaking and conversing with others and understanding people and, and just getting to know people on a more personal level. I've met, I meet new people every year and I feel like there are certain ones that draw mine and their attention to each other to the point where we become good friends. Mm-hmm. And again, I go into this every single episode, but it's because I fucking love them to death are the rebels. They are a group that I met and got to become friends with and I was even telling Rhino yesterday, I feel like I've created... It's not the Rebels, it's the athletes. Stronger, yeah, yeah, because, you know, we're all <laughs> such athletic people. Well, they are, not me. And I feel like I've created relationships with all of them. Yeah. I, I know all of them on a personal level, not even as much as I wish I knew. But I think I'm someone that's willing to understand you if you give me a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think you can understand me, too. So back all the way to the question of what people don't know about me i have had anxiety issues Mm -hmm. still do to this day it's it developed over time from long drives and i think just letting my mind take over to the point where you you were gonna ask something what are you gonna ask really random question just because i looked at the photo behind you did you ever have like an anxiety attack during the chicago marathon no interesting um for those of you that don't know, Paige and I ran the Chicago Marathon three years ago, four years ago. Three, I think it was two or three. Three years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, It'll be three this year, three this October. I had an anxiety attack the night before the marathon. Yeah. So I'll tell you, here, here's an example of where I drift off into my own world and I damn near shit my pants when I do that. I guess we this go, also goes to the future thought process. Yeah, I mean, hey, this was me thinking that? in the future and thinking what no, the outcome was going to be. So, no, no, no. Here, you thought last minute. You brought this up. You brought the marathon up. So, here we go. So, we, we get to Brian, Brian and Veronica's place. And I think, Ron, yeah, Veronica was gone that weekend. Yeah. They were Brian has us over. in Canada with her sister. What's that? I think she was in Canada with her sister. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we get out there and now for those of you that don't know regarding the marathon, okay, Paige and I did the raffle. We got in. Oh my God, we did it. This is going to be exciting. I was so amped at the beginning. I had to beg you to sign up for the raffle. First off, you didn't have to beg me. And I think Dana can vouch for that. You sent Dana and myself a group text saying, let's do the marathon. I talked to you about it. I talked to you about it. In Again, the and then I, I will him. have Dana on, and we'll ask Dana how this went down. So, I wish I had my old it, iPhone. I God damn it! Regardless, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to tell a fucking story about how this went. We we get to Brian and Veronica's, and that day, Brian's like, "Do you guys want to get lunch? I know a couple good places. What do you think would be good for?" The um the like the, the the day before the marathon and we're we're like yeah you know let's go get lunch oh my god it's gonna be so exciting and so I don't remember where we went really liked it though that's how much I remember it we we got there and we're sitting there eating and I, you and I carboloaded I believe I think we got pastas when we were there mm-hmm. and yeah, we had pizza oh, I fine whatever so we eat and as we're sitting there now at this point. I have not trained. I was, I started training for I think two, maybe a week or two in May to start getting ready and shut it down. Didn't bother training. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine, whatever. I, who knows, maybe I'll just drop out. 
Then as we got closer, I was like, this is a terrible idea to drop out. Like, I'll look like a pussy. Like, this is going to be a bad idea. I don't want to do that. So I'm like, screw it. Okay. I run. I do a 10-mile run. I did a couple runs, but I did a 10-mile run in particular two nights, three nights before the marathon. And yeah, I stopped drinking for a week. Correct. Yeah, it's that week before the marathon, I did not drink. And God, man, I suffered. So, so I we're, we're sitting there having lunch, and I think it was yeah, it was Brian. Brian was like, "Oh man, did you guys did you guys hear about what happened to that that that, that firefighter last year at the marathon?" No, he asked. He said, "Oh, he's like Paige. Didn't that firefighter die that year you ran?" I thought it was lat the year mm-hmm. whatever. Done regardless. The story is about a firefighter in shape decides he's going to run the marathon and dropping dead at the finish line. So I'm now mortified because I'm like, oh my God, knowing me, that will be my outcome. I might die running a marathon. And this is not how I expected to go out. So we're sitting there talking about it and how, you know, things could just happen in the blink of an eye and all that. That night, all I can think about is now how I'm not prepared for this marathon at all. And we get to about nine o'clock and you look at me and you're like, I'm going to go to bed. Are you ready to, to, to go to sleep? And I looked at you and I was like, I'm going to go outside and sit for a little bit. And you were like, what? And I was like, I just need to go outside and sit for a little bit. I sat out there for, I think, 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a while. Legitimately contemplating if I should do this or not. I was that close to saying, I'm not doing it because I think I'm going to die tomorrow. But don't you look back on the experience? Aren't you yeah, glad absolutely. That told you people, it? told people, I said, you know what? That was one of the coolest experiences of my life. I would love to give There's myself the true sound that we need. That. Huh? I would love to give myself kudos Sure, on whatever. That. I <laughs> yeah. We played pickleball the day after too, by the way. Yeah, we that brought a, was a cooler of beers and yes. but aren't you I'm so happy that we did that as well because yes, that we stayed, up our muscles. Yeah, we were mobile. And and like, that, I don't think we felt the full pa- full um what's it called? The full like impact of like your muscles tightening because no. you continued to move. And props to your mom for telling me to get the full slab of ribs after the race. I because I downed those those bitches real quick. I was so hungry She's when I didn't really, think I was hungry. If anybody ever has to take someone to a restaurant, you want to take my mom. She knows how to order at restaurants. She always picks out picking out like the best dishes. She totally does. Love you. Denise mom. Denny. Well, Denise Almdale. Denise yeah. Denny Almdale. Denise That's not her real name. Dendale. Denise Dendale. Denny Almdale. Denise Dendale. Okay. Anyways, um... (laughs) You tried. So, I'm trying to think of what other questions that we might have for you. I know um, one question that Brooke told me to, to bring up is bucket list, but... I don't really have a bucket list. That, yeah, that was one of the ones I was going to tell you was that when it came to the question, I would tell you I can't answer that one because I don't have an answer so for that. What's your favorite word? I don't think I, you know, I don't think I have a favorite word either. There's not I, one I, word that I, I, No, say. I don't think so. I think, you know what's the word I've been using lately? Mm-hmm. Twisted. Twisted? Yeah. I don't know why. Use it in a phrase. Go. That guy was fucking twisted last night. Now, what does that mean? That means... He was out of his mind, whether it be from drinking, drugs, just plain old psycho, twisted. All right. Twisted tea brings you this episode of Scotty's World. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Lay it on me. You got any more? I think that actually might be, I mean... The other ones are kind of just basic, like dinner with three people and why. I, you know, I read that one too, and I was like, I don't even know if I could think of three people that... Dead or alive, you couldn't think of three people that you would want to have dinner with. Uh, no, I don't really? think so. No. I, like, no, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Why? Because I think there's a lot of people I'd love to have dinner with. Yeah, I enjoy having dinner with you. I like having dinner with my parents. Yeah, but that's Nina, Alex, Colty, Clayton, has... Trey Day. I, I like having dinner with everyone. Your parents, Brooke, 
Dana, Brian, Veronica, everyone in Puerto, v- Puerto Vallarta. Is it Puerto Vallarta or Puerto Vallarta? Second way, I guess. Really? Because you say Vallarta. Because I don't like to speak like in... Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. The, it's a double L. Which part? Vallarta. Mm-hmm. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, so you have to pronounce it as the Y. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Yeah, so why do you say Vyarta then? Because but you say Vyarta. You say I, Puerto Vyarta. I, I don't like to speak in Spanish. You know it. It's a second language for you. You legitimately have it as a second language. Yeah, but it makes me feel uncomfortable talking in Spanish. <laughs> I just I always feel like... So why did you bother with it then? I don't know. It, it's always been interesting to me. It doesn't necessarily mean I want to speak it. Like, I just... I feel as though when you hear... Like, I don't know how to phrase this the right way. It's going to be so inappropriate. But I feel like with my tone of voice and my background, when I speak Spanish, it sounds awkward. So awkward. It doesn't sound... But that doesn't make sense. So then why did you take it? How does that make sense? Just because I don't like to speak it doesn't mean I enjoy learning about the culture and the language. So why didn't you just take like a history class on Spain? That's or not Mexico. For me. <laughs> That's not enough. You should know me by now. I feel like I, I'm somebody that always likes to learn. I don't want to just stop and just be like, okay. I mean, you can still up. learn all that by by taking a history class. Yeah, but with then them. it stops. Being able to be a part of a culture and know what people are saying is pretty cool. Like I can okay. walk into a room full of everybody speaking Spanish. And they'd probably look at me thinking, oh, here's some white chick. She doesn't know how to speak Spanish. And they could still be talking in Spanish. Little do they know that I know it. It's pretty, like, yeah, it's really interesting to hear what people have to say. That's actually pretty sneaky, though. I know. I sneaked up on my associates once. Did you? Yeah. They were did you ask Spanish them about their schnag? So I their, responded back in Spanish. Did, did you ask them like, about their schnagging? Did you ask them about their schnagging? You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else? For me, I'm biggest <laughs> Is it about my schnoggin or do you have anything else? No, I don't. Do you want to talk about how you make fun of my painting, but you want to make fun of yours and how Captain Marvel's boobs on mine are offset, but yours aren't, but yet everyone says they like yours more and you still rip on mine even after they say they like yours more? Yeah, I mean, that was a fun night. So Scott and I went to a um, wine and painting class in downtown Arlington Heights for my birthday. We bought a bottle of wine and painted for a few hours, which was a ton of fun. If you're looking for something relaxing after work to listen to some music and be able to have the creativity fly, you need to go there. I thought it was fun. Did you not? No, I had a very good time, but I would have brought a second bottle of wine. I didn't think we were going to be there that long. I mean, you had to kind of prepare. Yeah, but you also drink a lot more than I do. Okay, what do I have to say that I'm here? Now everyone's going to think, okay, well, go ahead. You got any more or you want to give your outro? You do the outro. No, 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 no. This is your show. So go ahead and put your outro out there. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Paige's World. Scott is sitting there laughing. I hope you all enjoyed it. You got to learn a little bit more about Scott and his witty ways. Listen to his pet peeves of myself. (laughs) And um, got to know a little bit more about us and our relationship. So I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, next up will be a really great podcast with hopefully, is it what? Who's that? It should be Chitingo and Krisha. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a great one. Definitely a lot of good stories lined up with those two. Yeah. So be on the outlook for it. And I hope you all enjoy listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll catch you next Friday. Bye, everyone. Hope you love my schnaggin. Bye.